You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Subscribe to the Astros Podcast. Joined by Justin Verlander getting the ball on opening day. Steve Sparks here, and I'm with Lance McCullers. Tons of interviews. Robert Ford joined by Michael Brantley. Alex Bregman. Carlos Correa returning to the lineup today. Highlights. That is line in the right field, and that's going to get down for a base hit. High deep, and it's gone. A grand slam. Follow your favorite team. Subscribe to the Astros podcast. We definitely love playing in front of our fans in Minute Maid Park. For the H. They never said it would be easy. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Back to Astropod, the official podcast of the Houston Astros. Welcome to another edition of Astros Pod. This is Todd Callis. My special co-host today is Julia Morales, who normally... We're on the broadcast side, television-wise, on AT&T Sportsnet, but today we do get to do a little radio work. How you been, Julie? What's new? I'm good. Living the podcast life. What is this? <laughs> no, it's fun. I, you know, we're good. Everything, you know, everybody's healthy in my world, which is all you can ask for these days. I'm, some days I go a little crazy uh, not having baseball or not having a ballpark to go to, and then other days I'm just trying to enjoy the time at home with the husband, so good but definitely missing you guys definitely missing baseball what about you uh same just it's killing me not to have any baseball for the month of april first time i've since i was born that i've not had baseball in my life so it's very bizarre now that we're into may it's like all right let's just please have some positive news uh so i can't wait to hear something good that we're finally gonna get to do a broadcast because that's um people are you know just really jonesing for some live Baseball. I know some people are watching uh, the KBO, the Korean Baseball mm-hmm. League, just be- because it's on. <laughs> it's live baseball. And, um, maybe they could take some cues from what's going on there, what worked, what didn't work to help get things started in the States. Hey, I, we've actually watched some of that ourselves. You know, you cannot, there's only so many episodes of the Michael Jordan documentary. And then, <laughs> the, then you have the rest of the week to feel, fill. But uh, no, we've actually watched some of that. You know, Matt's played, my husband's played with some of those guys and uh, and knows a lot of them. So it's been interesting. And of course, there's some guys that we have have seen or have ties to. So that's been, that's something. It's something. It's baseball and just the sound of it. You know, it's it's amazing what you miss. It's just been way too long since we've heard the crack of the bat. And, uh, and even fans, it sounds like they kind of pump in fan noise. And, you know, who knows if we'll, we'll have that for a long time. But that's definitely what I'm missing. I know I saw one of your social posts that uh, you were recently at one of our sponsors, HEB, and you loved the experience. <laughs> I did. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, gr- you know, grocery shopping a month ago was a little iffy on just, you know, how comfortable you felt with going out and, and being out in public and, you know, what it was going to be like when you got there. You know, you watch the news, you hear from other people, um, you know, honestly, through this whole thing. We go to HEB and I've enjoyed it. Like it's, I'm almost kind of enjoying the fact that there's not as many people or just the way that they're keeping us socially distant. Um, they've done a great job of keeping things stocked, but I just went and it's been a couple of weeks, you know, it was Matt's turn uh, before that. And I had stocked up pretty good before that. So, you know, it was, it was finally my chance to go or my time to get out of the house, if you will. It was just kind of a, a little bit of a getaway. And 
it was a great experience and they had everything I needed and more. I even have disinfecting wipes now, um, which I hadn't had, you know, it was just like gold, right? You grab it and you're like, you want to hold it up in the air. Like I did it. I got the golden (laughs) ticket. I got the golden ticket um, and celebrate. But no, everybody was great. They had so many employees working. You felt safe, um, did an excellent job. So I almost like, I can't wait for my next trip. <laughs> what's the time frame for you? Because I feel like I have a little more patience with it than my wife, but what's the time frame for you before you're thoroughly annoyed by wearing the mask? I know you have to, everybody has to, but yeah. where does it, how long does it before it starts to really bother you? So I will say that I was using the cloth mask, uh, you know, we made our own. And then I had a couple of people that I knew that were making some and they were they were sending them out, shipping them out. So I had a couple, but they, those get hot fast or they just, you know, they just feel heavy on your face. It feels like there's too mm. much. Um, but we did find ourselves some just simple, um, I can't think of the word right now, but they were just like almost paper, you know, I don't know how much they're protecting me from other than <laughs> just being a shield, but I feel like I can wear that all day. And of course, you know, I'm, you've got to pinch the nose to make sure. And, you know, I do all that. And But those are, those are much better. I feel like I can wear them all day. But, you know, you get in the car and the first thing you want to do is rip off. So I've gotten a little system now. I've got hand sanitizer everywhere I look. And so I'm just constantly, my poor hands are just so dry. They're so sick of sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's going to be some things that change for the better, for sure. It's going to be a different world when we come out of this. And before we get to Austin Pruitt, and by the way, he's our special guest tonight, uh, Austin Pruitt, the newest member of the Houston Astros. And he was traded from the Tampa Bay Rays to Houston in this offseason, January 8th to be exact. And uh, he'll be wearing number 51 and pitching either in the rotation for the Astros or coming in and being a long guy out of the bullpen. But we'll talk to Austin in just a little while. Uh, before we get to him, I know this is the first podcast you've done with us on AstroPod, but you have been as busy as any of the announcers and a lot of video work. And I know you've got the Zoom game down. You did a Teams meeting. You've done a, a lot of other things. <laughs> what what uh, What's keeping you busy? Because it seems like you're very busy uh, with AT&T Sportsnet. Oh, yeah. Teams, Skype, Zoom. Check, check, check. No, I'm figuring them out one at a time. But, you know, I we want to be able to talk to, we want to be able to get anybody that wants to talk to us, really. So it's whatever they're comfortable with. Um, you know, I've been able to catch up with a lot of the Astros, and that's been great for AT&T Sportsnet. We're re-airing games. And, and leading up to that, we do a lot of these interviews. We cut them up, and so we put them all over social media. And then we have full-length videos on Instagram, which does a great job with their IGTV. So you can watch up to 15 minutes or more um, there. So we, we post those. But that's really helped me get through all of this, TK. I mean, because I miss so many, many people, I'm, I'm keeping in touch with you guys. Obviously, we've got our, our tight-knit group that we like to check on uh, each other with, our happy hours and everything that we do. But um, it's the it's the Brent Stroms, you know, it's the Joe Smiths. It's the guys that you enjoy talking to all season long and you see every day. Um, just catching up and seeing what's going on with their world, talking baseball, right? And uh, and so I've been able to do some of that. And then that's I think that's what the fans need and want. And it's just something they they're, they love this team so much, and and they want something that's that's going to bring them closer to the club. And I think and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring it to them. So hopefully we're you know we're bringing a little bit of that. I know it's not 2020 baseball games. Um, we are re-airing the 2019 and there were a lot of wins to pick from. And so if you turn it on, you're going to see a good game that the Astros end up winning. So that's always good. But 
it's it's what we can do right now and, and we're figuring it out. I know everyone in the world right now is trying to figure out this new normal and they've they've had challenges and we've had them too. But um but yeah, we, we're really trying hard to to give fans we're still trying to bridge that gap, you know, in a, in a way and, and bring the players to the fans and, and show them what they're up to, uh, even in this time of the pandemic. Well, there's 107 episodes to choose from if we're looking just for Astros games that they won. So there will have plenty of material to fill the time <laughs> between now and when real games start. But without any further ado, Julie and I recently had a chance to catch up with the new Astros pitcher, Austin Pruitt, from the University of Houston. And he now currently lives here in Houston after... Uh, growing up in the Woodlands, Austin, uh, I'm sure any other season would be terrible to have to wait for a start to a year like this, but especially playing at home for the first time for you and having to wait through this pandemic. How have you been? Yeah, I've been good. Yeah, I was really, really looking forward to putting the Astros uniform on and, and playing for the hometown team. Yeah, what have you been up to? How have you been able to stay ready? Hanging out at the house quite a bit. Um, I actually have a buddy who's got like a little in-home gym, and I've been uh, I've been bumming off of him and, and using his uh, – <laughs> He's in his gym, but uh, it's been great, actually. You mentioned you've got a buddy to to work out with, and do you feel like you have what you need to to have the arm ready in case you need to get <laughs> get ramped up and ready to go? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess we'll see. I mean, that's why we got the uh, the spring training as well. Yeah, I mean, this is this yeah. is new to everybody now, so I mean, no one really knows if you know if you're ready or not. But I mean, that's that's what the spring training's for, and gotta get ready whenever uh, whenever they say so. Austin, we already have a couple of questions coming in. As I mentioned, uh, you grew up in the Woodlands, Woodlands College Park High School. Uh, you attended Navarro JC and then was uh, University of Houston Cougar after uh, a ninth-round draft by the Tampa Bay Rays in the 2013 draft. Our first question uh, comes from Dr. Baseball, who I know is uh, heavily involved in college athletics, especially at Rice University. But his question is, uh, hello to Julia Todd and Austin. And he said, curious what your favorite memory of UH baseball was, Austin. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh I think my I was a senior and we went to uh we went to San Marcos and played Texas State. I think it was like a Saturday game, but um we actually went nine innings and nine innings shutout with one hitter. You know, that's the, the closest that I've been to a no hitter. Um and, and that was a pretty cool experience. That's pretty awesome. And I know you were there, Daniel Ponce de Leon came out of U of H. Uh when you think about getting ready for the season and you live still in the area have there been any former teammates or people you just haven't heard from in a while who all of a sudden were like hey you're an astro want to make sure we you haven't forgotten about us have there been a few people checking in with you now that you're back uh, and playing for the home team um a little bit actually not too too much but yeah i mean you, you get some people that you know you hadn't seen or, or talked to them a while like yeah hey you know what's going on man and talked to you since you know since high school you, you, but it's uh it's kind of funny you know some people coming out of the woodwork but but it, it, it's all fun though you told me i think it was a couple of weeks ago now that you're you've been hanging out at home there in montgomery when did you guys make that your your home when did you decide to settle there i know you're there with your wife and, and your daughter um so it was not this this past september but the or not this past December, but uh, last December in, in 2018. Um, yeah, it was it was right before Christmas. We were able to settle in, and, um, and yeah, it's it's been great. You're talking about U of H. Is that is it true you met your wife there? Yeah, yeah, she was a soccer player. UH. That's what it was. I love it. So you guys are so Houston. It's not even funny. <laughs> but yeah, but it's great for you too. I mean, not you know, you're talking about being an Astro and putting on that Astros uniform, but it's great for the entire family, right? I mean, everyone just had to be thrilled, um, and in her family and in yours, right? No, oh, yeah, man, my family, my my brother and mom and dad, and 
man, they they were they were super excited. It was it was pretty funny to see. Yeah, I've got to think your dad Gary might be the most excited of all, not just because you're here in Houston, but because he doesn't have to drive as far anymore. I mean, is it true your dad when even when you were like with the Portugal Stone Crabs or when you made your major league debut in New York, your dad is not a big fan of flying, so he would drive thousands of miles to watch you pitch is that true yeah he, he's driven to quite a few places yeah the first time i think it was my first you know pro bowl start you know i just gotten drafted and i was with the hudson valley renegades so he drove to upstate new york and uh, watched first pro bowl start from houston all the way to upstate new york i don't know how many hours that is but a lot more than what i would have <laughs> dedication and now obviously a shorter drive for him and your family julie mentioned your wife you have a baby girl you guys are hanging out in montgomery it's not normal right now for anybody but slowly but surely they're easing restrictions within the state have you guys ventured out at all whether uh you've had a chance to visit a restaurant or are you just hunkering down for the long run until uh, things open up a little more um We've hunkered down for the most part. Um, we're actually thinking on Friday, maybe going out to uh, going out for a little date night or something. But uh, but yeah, other than that, we we really we we kind of just stayed at the house. And yeah, no, our, our little girls kept us busy. That's for sure. I'm sorry, you've had to find ways to entertain. That's what a lot of parents are doing right now. Hey, going back to the fact that this is going to be a short drive for your family. I mean, I think you know before you started your pro career. You were, I want to say lucky. I mean, I grew up in Texas, so, and I haven't, I haven't left. I mean, you know, my career's kept me in Texas, but I mean, for you to, to be a Houstonian, to, you know, play, obviously, graduate from college and then go to a JUCO in Texas and then go to U of A, that had to be nice in the beginning, right? Just to, to kind of stay close to home and, and take care of all that before you started your pro career. Yeah. Yeah, I've been in Texas my entire life. I mean, yeah, I've never really thought about this. <laughs> this is where you belong. Absolutely. Oh, okay. So your JUCO days, you're in the, that was Navarro College. Great program over there. When I was looking up your numbers, I was blown away by the numbers. So you have to tell me about the season that you had for the Navarro Bulldogs. Um, yeah. So it was in 2011, I think. I think I ended up throwing like 90 innings. And I think I had like a sub one throughout the whole year. Um, and then we ended up going on and winning the, uh, we went to the junior college world series and, and I got to throw in the, uh, in the last game and we ended up winning. It was pretty cool. Wait a minute. So you didn't have to watch the Netflix documentary on cheer either because you already know about the cheer squad and Navarro. Yeah, TK, no. Do you know what I'm talking about? My wife can't wait to watch it. She saw that promo and she's like, I'm all over that. <laughs> your, your wife's already watched it. Off. Yeah, she watched it, but I, I didn't watch it with her. Yeah. Just, I mean, I, I've seen uh, Navarro cheer. I was, I was actually here for three, for three years for the most part. So, I mean, I, I got a, I got a little, got to see him up close. Yes. No, I know about him too. I went to Kilgore college before I went to UT. So I was a Rangerette, but I mean, the cheer squads, they were competing. It was its own thing. On You know, junior colleges aren't big. They aren't huge campuses. You obviously know what's going on with everybody, but I can imagine you've heard about that. So, uh, yeah, TK, you got to watch it. You and Michelle need to watch uh, it. It's pretty good. Yeah. She already rooked me into watching Love is Blind, so I think that was my one <laughs> concession to her on Netflix. Hey, you're done. Listen. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Austin was drafted, as we mentioned, out of UH in the ninth round by the Rays, worked his way up through the Rays organization and made his major league debut uh, in 2017. He's been with the Tampa Bay Rays for the last three years, 17, 18, and 19. Uh, last year, as a combo guy, worked out of the bullpen, but also 
when he worked out of the bullpen, he was the bulk guy. So he's pretty much the starter after the opener. Uh, Austin, you were uh, just kind of working through your offseason January 8th of this year, 2020 rolls around. And ironically enough, uh, this is before anything had happened in Houston. So James Click is working for the Tampa Bay Rays. He is now, of course, the general manager for the Houston Astros. And tell us how you found out about the trade. It was from, as it turns out, Click, correct? Yeah, yeah. So it was about like a nine o'clock or so at night, you know. And I get a, you know, a St. Pete number. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm gonna answer this one. Yeah. And on the other, on the other side was uh, was Click. He said, hey man, just uh, don't don't normally like making these phone calls, but yeah, you've been traded to the Astros and. You know, I, I I was shocked to hear the news just you know just from being traded. It's first time being traded, and then it was to my hometown team, which is which is crazy. But uh, but yeah, and then two weeks later, you know, click gets click gets hired by the Astros. It was uh, <laughs> it's too crazy. Yeah, it was it was it was good to see a familiar face at, uh, in spring. So as soon as you get the news, your you just start calling people because I'm sure everybody once they heard is going to blow up your phone. So did you call your family right away? You and your wife celebrate a little bit. Um, yes. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't have to really tell anybody, you know, not 20 minutes after, after I got the news, yeah, my phone started, uh, started blowing up. As recent as last year, you know, we've, we've watched the Rays from afar. Of course, uh, they, they faced the Rays in the, in the postseason. We feel like we know that team well, but, you know, watching what they do with their pitchers, um, and then looking at your season and, you know, it was one of those years where, you got called up a lot. You got sent down. It just felt like there was a lot of movement for you. How challenging was that? I mean, do, do you just have to kind of buy into what the Rays are doing, and, and how do you adjust to their style? Yeah, you kind of got to take it more, more so as as a business decision. It's nothing personal. It's they're they're just doing what they can, what they think is best to uh, to win to win some ball games. And you know, I was part of the equation, and I you know wasn't part of the equation. No, but it was just one of those things. I wasn't going to take it to heart, you know. And every chance that I got up in the in the big leagues, you know, I was going to you know, do my best to make the make the most of the opportunity. Um, it was for sure. T- it was for sure tough. There were times I think it was like a six or seven week period that I didn't get, really ever get to see my family, just because you know I, I was never really in one spot long enough for them to you know to tell them to come to come to a place. You know, I never knew uh, where where I was going to be, but. Uh, Whatever, yeah, it, it was it was incredible, you know, getting the opportunity to, uh, to play. I mean, and, and I tried to make the most of it every time. Yeah, I was going to say, being versatile, too, uh, you know, gives the team the opportunity to kind of do with you what they want. Um, but, I mean, good good for you to have that outlook on it because I can imagine how challenging it was for your family. So when you think about being an Astro, I mean, are you looking forward to the opportunity to settling in and finding your role? Or are you still uh, just kind of open to whatever the Astros present to you yeah i'm i'm open to whatever they present to me whether if that's uh being a long guy in the bullpen or uh being in the rotation i was going to ask you if there's any astros player in particular you're glad you don't have to face anymore but then i looked at your numbers against the astros and you have a sub one era but is there any uh any current mlb hitter that when they step in the box you're like oh man this is gonna be a big challenge well first of all i'd I don't, I, I don't want to face anybody in the Astros lineup. That, that is a, a, a damn good lineup. It's solid from, uh, from, you know, top to bottom. Um, but yeah, being in the AL East wouldn't, you know, being with the Rays, we played the Red Sox a lot and hitter that gave me the toughest time was Mookie Betts. Man, that, that dude had my number. And then he goes to the other league and you're like, all right, might not have to see him. And now the possibility is there that the AOS plays the NOS. So who knows, right? Right. Uh, yeah. I, I don't want to face him. He's, he's, he's a dang good hitter. How much have you heard from either Brent Strom or 
Dusty Baker or James Click or anybody in the front office during this little time down? Are they basically telling you? Because you were obviously in the battle for one of the starting spots, and it looked like you pretty much had one of the spots because Justin Verlander wasn't going to be healthy at the beginning of the year. Now, uh, we're not sure how that's going to work out. But have they told you just be ready to start the year as a starter as of now? Um, no, I mean, they, they hadn't so much. They hadn't said too much. Because, I mean, we, we still had more. We had like two weeks of spring left. I mean, I for, for the most part, you know, I, I've been talking with Strami, you know, keeping in touch with him uh, the most. Um, you know, Click and the front office guys, you know, I'm trying to work out a lot more stuff than to call me or call, you know, some of the guys. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I've been keeping in touch with Strami. Strami, that's a good guy to keep in touch with. You know, Strami told me about you as we were watching one of your bullpens. He was talking a lot of and comparing you to Zach Grinke, who was also throwing, I think, that day and, and just the, the style and, and the way you go about it. But can you tell, you know, there's a lot of fans on here that are getting to know you. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, your style and, and how you developed that? And were there people that helped you along the way with certain pitches or, or the way that, you know, your mindset as you go out there? I, mean, I, I guess, you know, my, my style and drinking style is, is pretty similar. Kind of keep guys off balance and, you know, stay out of the middle of the play. The Rays kind of, I mean, they, they kind of helped me develop into the pitcher that I am. You know, they, they're, they're a lot of, a lot like the Astros and the aspect of, of the, uh, analytics stuff. So, you know, the Rays, they kind of showed me what my stuff did and kind of what it looked like and how, where it would be best used. So they, they kind of, they helped me out for sure. Tommy, he's, he's been helping me. You know, he helped me quite a bit. It's a lot of fun to work with. With the analytics, though, too, do you feel like, you know, it's going to be a good transition? I know a lot of people or a lot of guys, when they come over from other organizations, sometimes they're overwhelmed with the amount of information that the Astros have prepared for them or have ready for them on that first day. Um, do you feel like it may be an easier transition just given what you were accustomed to with the Rays and what you were dealing with over there and what you saw? Yeah, absolutely. Just because, you know, the, yeah, this isn't my first year, you know, looking at, at all the all the stuff that they have. You know, I've kind of been looking at the same stuff, you know, since 2016. So I've been doing it for, you know, kind of looking at it for the last couple of years. If you have any questions, please submit them. Do you have a favorite Astros memory from your childhood growing childhood growing up here in this area? Oh man, I you know I guess there's really no one particular moment. I just kind of remember guys on teams and who I like to follow. I mean, I followed them most. You know, whenever uh, you know when all the killer bees, when Biggio Bagwell and and Berkman were there, and you know I liked watching uh, Roy Oswalt play a lot. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't really have any any moments or anything, but but I but I do remember watching watching those guys play. Next one comes from Bill Cannon, and I think you said you were working out at a friend of yours' house, but he said, uh, "Could you share with high school or college age kids who are losing their season right now what you could do to stay ready in terms of long toss or distance or reps, or maybe what you would normally do in a season uh, regarding that." Part of pitching, the long tossing, and and how far how far out do you go, and how do you, how often do you do it? My you know my opinion, I, I think long toss is super important. It's it's huge. Uh, you're using a lot of effort, and, and you're you're throwing hard, so you're keeping your arm in shape. I guess right now, you know, when, with there's with there being no games, you know, I'm I'm going out as far as I can. I'm trying to go out to 300 and throw that thing as hard as I can. But um, yeah, you do that, and maybe you keep the the next day light, next couple days light, and throw a bullpen, and kind of keep that rotation going. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a big Big long talk guy. Next one, Julia, is a uh, favorite Houston restaurant. Do you have a go-to spot? You said you might have a date night coming up. Have you guys, uh, is there a favorite spot of yours? Yeah, you know, we were going to go maybe get some sushi, but uh, I guess it's not Houston. It's more of like the Conroe, like Conball area is uh, 
it's corkscrew barbecue that's you know if, if someone is around there and and wants and craving some barbecue man corkscrew barbecue over in the old town spring is incredible there you go i have to check that one out that sounds pretty awesome um have you tried to model your pitching staff after anybody or are you just doing your own thing or is there, is there anybody you looked at as kind of somebody you emulated a little bit growing up or even as a professional my favorite guy always to, to try and learn from was was greg maddox you know he he was just one of those guys that, uh, you know, he didn't throw very hard. And, you know, it's kind of the same way. You know, I didn't throw very hard. And he, he got guys out by, by using all of his pitches. So I always, you know, I've always kind of had to do the same thing. So, you know, he was one of the one of the best at it. So, I you know, I tried to learn from him. Okay. We touched on it a little bit on uh, what the Rays do. But this question is, what was it like having a front row seat for the creation of her? And what was it like adjusting to the roles that came from that? Yeah, originally it was. It was super weird. You know, it's the first time that you ever seen anything like that. But yeah, I think it was first kind of hard to adjust a little bit, you know, but the more that we did it, the more kind of the more fun, you know, we kind of had with it. It was, uh, it seemed to make a lot of people mad, which was kind of a little bit, a little bit more funny. <laughs> we ended up kind of having fun with it. It was kind of cool. The problem with being on the other side, Austin, is that we never knew who was starting. You know, you get ready for a series, TK and I prep. And it's like you can't fret because you have no idea what's going to happen over the series with, you know, with what Cash is going to do or who he's going to put out there. So <laughs> I will tell you, there's a little bit of that of just the unknown. But, uh, you know, I think the, the Rays could use that to their advantage. Yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly. I mean, every single day you're you're ready, you know. You're 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 ready to throw it. Yeah, because you don't know what the, what the plan is. And so, yeah, you're you're ready. Yeah, and then Ryan Stanek would come out of the pen throwing 98 mile an hour BBs, oh. and he would be the opener. And <laughs> they actually had a little promotion where they had a bottle opener in the in the uh, yeah. like this of Ryan, Ryan Stanek. So <laughs> he got like a commercial or something. <laughs> I, think so. I think so. Hey, by the way, good call on Corkscrew. But uh, Joe C is all in on Corkscrew. He said Corkscrew is where it's at! Exclamation point. So he doesn't have a question. He you're just backing up your comment on Court Street Barbecue. Absolutely. That place, that, 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 if you are around that area, you got to go to try it. It really is damn good. Hey, we just have a few more minutes with you. I want to know when you, obviously, the Rays and the Astros, very similar in how they approach the game, heavy on the analytics. We've talked about that. There's been plenty of stories written about that. So you hear about spin rate, and your curveball has one of the highest spin rates in the league, and that's something that attracted the Astros for sure. Same thing with Charlie Morton, same thing with Ryan Presley, same thing with a number of guys they've acquired. When did you first realize that you had really good spin rate on your curveball? When did this dawn on you? Because obviously for us, we're learning about this in the last couple of years. So the first time I heard it was, uh, I think, was from the, the, the Rays big league coach now, pitching coach now, Kyle Snyder. Yeah, he told me that my spin rate was, you know, high and I think out of the, in the organization, I think I was top three. And yeah, I, I, you know, I didn't really know what that meant. And it was like, all right, cool. You know, I guess that's good. I wasn't really sure. But, uh, Al Snyder kind of told me to, you know, it's, it's a good pitch. You, you need, you need to throw that thing more, you know, listen to him a little bit and, and kind of start seeing a little more success. How do you feel about the new rule about every pitcher having to face at least three hitters? Do you have any opinion on that? Um, you know, it, it kind of stinks for some guys. Uh, but, you know, I, a couple of those lefty, you know, lefty specialists, the guys that, uh, you know, are, Normally, you're coming in to get one or two guys, facing one or two guys. You know, it kind of takes, you know, maybe a, a job or two away from away from those guys, which kind of stinks. And I would say it speeds up the game a whole lot for for, it, so. 
for it to take into effect, but you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah, and that was a topic, and then all of a sudden there was no baseball. It feels like forever ago that they put that rule in place, and we haven't even seen it yet. Yeah, we haven't. Yeah. <laughs> Austin, just what makes you excited about the 2020 Astros when they do get on the field? Because we're all very optimistic that we'll we'll see some baseball this year. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see the, those guys play every day, our, our lineup and, and pitchers as well, and for me to be a part of it and to uh, play in front of my family and play in front of my friends, man. It, I, I can't wait till uh, can't wait till that day. I know that there's a possibility that once you guys get on the field, there will not be people in the stands. So that's disappointing. Yeah, it, I, you know what? I wish that uh, all those fans could be with us, man, because, you know, having that atmosphere, you know, behind us is, is absolutely huge. And it stinks that, you know, we can't take advantage of that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I guess support us from home and see what happens. Austin, thanks a lot. I appreciate the time. Go enjoy some corkscrew barbecue when you can, and uh, we'll see you when we see you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, we're going to keep those questions still going, but thank you for everybody who asked questions. I think we had about 15 to 20 that we were able to get to uh, in one form or another. But keep asking those questions. Julia, we actually have one for you now that Austin has uh, left the call, and this Uh-oh. also comes from Dr. Baseball. And he wants to know, is your husband trying to play this year? And what's his current status? Uh, for those who don't know, Matt Clark, Julia's husband, is uh, a baseball player who's been in the big leagues and currently playing in Mexico. But why don't you take that question? Go ahead, Julia. Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, we, you know, to, to take it back for a second, the Mexican League postponed things of just two or three days after Major League Baseball had made their decision. Um, things were going a little bit slower in Mexico at the time. They're just March 12th, 13th, 14th. Um, and then things changed. And so it was a good thing that he got out of there when he did. Of course, they, they shut the borders down pretty quickly after that. So it was it was great to have him home so fast um, before things did start to pick up. But we've been in a, a little bit of this wait and see. And, you know, the hard part is I wish I was better at Spanish. I know just a little bit to communicate with Altuve sometimes when he doesn't want to talk to me in English. He likes for me to practice my Spanish, but I don't get very far. So I can't keep up with the news like I would like to you know it's like over here you read everything that has the word baseball in it and unfortunately over there I can scan for some things and Matt will help me Matt's actually pretty good at it he'll see things every once in a while just to kind of hear rumblings but right now there is there is no word on a date and uh, but I, I have a feeling you know depending on what goes on here uh, the Mexican league will probably try to to follow in some way and and try to be safe as well uh, but it's it's just very up in the air. So we do hope he gets back over there. You know, the, the bummer in all of this was he was supposed to be a part of Team Mexico that was going to go to the Olympics. And so that was something we both were really looking forward to. And, of course, the Olympics pushed back a year. And, and all you sports fans know that nothing's guaranteed. Um, you know, it's life not guaranteed for a year and, and what goes on in it. So we hope that he gets on a field this year for Mexico, has a has a good season or whatever's left of it. That way he can put himself in a position to be um, on that team next year and then maybe get to compete in the Olympics. But yeah, what a, it's the way it is for everything right now. Um, and we're trying to make the best of it, but we're good. I've put him to work. Don't you worry. He's working around the house. He's painting baseboards. And <laughs> <laughs> not, <laughs> he is not just laying around. He's, uh, he's working out and coming home and, and we've got to do So, which is what you've been doing, right? TK. Yeah, I have uh, completed almost every single thing that Michelle has uh, asked me to do around the house, including <laughs> things that I feel like she's just asking so that I stay busy. 
<laughs> like last week, uh, <laughs> pressure washing the roof of our patio, which really didn't need that much work, but it was something for me to keep me busy for two and a half hours. But hey, here we are, Julia. We're over half an hour into this talk, and I feel like we've completely buried the lead. Uh, you mentioned Matt getting a chance to play in the Olympics, maybe next year instead of this year. If, when that happens, there'll be an extra member of the family that gets to be at the Olympics. I know. I have, a, I have to buy another plane ticket, I think. I probably need two seats <laughs> if I'm going to fly 14 hours to go see him. No, but that is the positive in all this. That we are having to see uh, this fall, and we are very, very excited. Yeah, we came out and broke that news a couple of days ago. You know what was really cool was that you guys helped me break that news. And, um, and for those of you who didn't see the video, we – AT&T Sportsnet did a great job putting together a short little Mother's Day video where, you know, guys like Carlos Correa, Alex Bregman, Lance McCullers talked about their own mothers, um, but broke the news that they, there was somebody else that was going to be a future mom, and it was me. And so if you were in it, TK, which was just so sweet, and Blummer took part, and then Orbit held up a sign that said you're going to make a great mom, which made me lose it. You know, I'm, I just started crying immediately when I saw Orbit because I love Orbit and who doesn't, but um, it just, it was so touching and uh, that meant a lot. And I was so excited to finally share that news. You know, I probably would have shared it much earlier. However, no one's seen me. I'm not, I'm not talking to people. I mean, you know, I'm not seeing people in person. Um, so I've been able to keep that secret a little bit longer in these zoom interviews that we've done and Instagram interviews. You're only seeing our faces really. Uh, so you so you don't know you you, you haven't seen me so um, but I'm excited I'm gonna start sharing a little bit more of that journey for me which is my first so I need all the tips and tricks people just send them my way send them on social we have no idea what we're getting ourselves into but we're very very excited uh, but yeah I don't know if Barry in the lead this is awesome Pruitt show but yeah it it was some exciting news that came out this week we're doing well so far healthy so far and that's all I can ask for I'm enjoying the sweat time that's for sure uh I have not I'm not even going to try to put on a pair of jeans there's no point now um, <laughs> <laughs> it's real, just sticking with the yoga pants and the sweats and being comfortable with uh, we have that happy hour if you if you don't know or if you haven't seen it, we have a happy hour with the the broadcasters. So it's um, not just TK and myself, but Blummer joins us, of course, and then Robert Ford and Steve Sparks, and and it's on social media. So you need to check that out because we've had a couple of them so far, and they're so much fun. Um, but I think one of the questions they're like, who's put on jeans in quarantine and nobody has, right? Or you did maybe? Was it you that did? Yeah, we went we went out to dinner. I had jeans and flip flops, right. so I haven't graduated the shoes, but I had, I had the <laughs> jeans on one night. <laughs> Those are fun though. I'm I mean we're we're missing Astros baseball so much, but we're missing each other, and I know a lot of people feel that in their own world and people that they see every day. Um, I'm just missing the faces, right? And just our time that we get usually this time of year, we're, we're almost sick of each other with how much time we get together, but definitely missing that. Right. Are you, are you? Oh, no doubt. And our happy hours, by the way, are sponsored by Anheuser-Busch. But if you watch these uh, happy hours, you'll know why Julia is not partaking in the Anheuser-Busch product. Um, (laughs) Uh, But you're also putting out a lot of content um, for AT&T. I know we do uh, Zoom calls with yourself and Blummer and Kevin Eschenfelder, and you're getting a lot of those uh, one-on-one interviews leading up to our telecast. So you're staying pretty busy uh, despite the fact that there's no games, right? 
Yeah, we're trying. You know, it's just the we know people are missing the sound of Astros baseball at least in their in the background of of dinner. You know, it's that every night being able to turn it on and I know people are missing it. So we are re-airing games. If you didn't know already on AT and T Sportsnet, there's actually Rockets games some nights and Astros games about six o'clock every night they start. Um, but leading up to that, we we post a lot of social media clips that we've cut from interviews that we've had. So I've got to talk to a lot of these guys, including Austin, who was great, who we're, you know, we're still getting to know. This is a poor guy where, you know, we, we talked to him in spring training. We're like, we're ready. Let's, we can't wait to get to know you. And then uh, we don't see it for a few weeks and we're doing all these zoom interviews with him. He's been great, but you know, I strami, we spent some time with the other day. James click was great when he joined us and um, just getting some insight and seeing what these guys are up to because they're all handling it in different ways. They're all working out differently. Like he's, you know, Austin was talking about having to use his buddy's gym. Abraham Toro yesterday told me he's got nothing, no equipment. He's at his, he's at his parents' house um, doing push-ups. And I was like, wait a minute, that's how I'm staying in shape. Like you're. (laughs) Yeah. Push-ups, planks, and squats uh, are part of the routine. I know we've had a few chances to go down to Minute Maid Park to pick up uh, our t-shirts that are uh, available and the masks that are available at astros.com slash together. Uh, other than that, we haven't had a chance to see any each other other than through video calls. And uh, I can't wait to catch up. I can't wait to see pregnant Julia. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> yay. Um, yay. And uh, we don't, is there, the norm of baseball, you guys, you and Blummer and Carl and, and Polly and all the guys that help out with the production and ladies that help out with the production, like that is so part of our summers and to not have mm-hmm. it right now. And I've only been in for three years, but to not have uh, that baseball family around and all the people at Minute Maid Park, it's going to be like so emotional to finally see everybody after this big uh, lapse in between uh, time from last year. I know. And the unknown is when, and that's what we want. It's like, I, I keep saying if I could just have a date or something to look forward to, but, but I'm still going to look forward to that. Exactly what you're talking about. The reunion of all of us in the same place at the same time. And maybe we're not hugging, maybe we're still giving air fives, but uh, which is fine. I'll take it, you know, I'll take it just so we can all be in the same room talking baseball or, you know, just, having a good time because that's what we do in the summers when we're when we're around Astros baseball it's just it's a great environment it's such a good family and it goes well beyond you know our production crew and the people that put on the broadcast everyone that works for the Astros it feels like a family to me and I know that they do to you too so I can't wait to see everyone they're they're still working hard behind the scenes um and and they're they're trying to do what they can to prepare themselves for whatever season that that will be in the future. So, um, so kudos to everyone, you know, and kudos to, to everyone that that's just still going at it with all the unknown. Cause it's definitely challenging. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, there's so many incredible people in the city of Houston and it's time like times like these where, uh, those people step up big and, and, you know, Alex Bregman just got through his 24 hour Twitch, uh, where yeah. he continues to raise money for feed Houston and all the guys that helped out with that. It was like, um, it was a star-studded festival where guys stopping in either where Alex was or calling in. Um, did you get a chance to check out any of that? No, I don't know anything about Twitch, TK. That's the one thing <laughs> I don't know. I know everything else but Twitch. No, I'm just kidding. I, I didn't, but I I kept up social media, you know, and I was asleep for a lot of it because I stayed up all night. But it, <laughs> it, was, it was impressive. The roster was impressive. The lineup that he had and the, the guys that, that jumped on and 
and did the gaming, if you will. But you know, who I I would have loved to probably uh, to, if they had a camera on that all night and were able to to mic people up. Can you imagine what kind of show they could have put together with all the comments? I'm sure that went back and forth. It was probably extremely entertaining. But at the end of the day, the amount of money raised and the meals that he came up with with that money, uh, it's just it's so great. He's doing such a great job. And one of the special guests that came in, I don't even know if he was a part of the gaming part, but he was jamming out to his own tunes was Paul Wall. And this is a little <laughs> of known. Of course he was. This is, a, this is a little known fact because not many sideline reporters who are pregnant actually have a grill, but that's something that you have. <laughs> oh, man, you just put me on my own planet. Pregnant <laughs> with a grill. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, no, it's true. I do. I have a World Series grill. I got it right, right after they won. It was that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Paul Wall had that song made. Um, he's great. And we just saw him at the Houston Sports Awards. I came across that picture. I got a picture with him and Slim Thug. Same picture. It's like, should oh. I frame this? I mean, it doesn't get more Houston than that. H Town. Um, but no, Paul Wall's big on that, and him and Bregman have become close over over the past few years, and. Bregman's definitely a big part of that World Series grill song. Um, but he's always up for whatever, you know, whatever whatever these players are doing and, and how he can help. I mean, he will show up. I, I remember seeing him a couple weeks ago. He was boxing up meals and, I mean, getting after it. He was working. And I, I think that's so great. I mean, these, these people really care and, and they have great relationships. And it's real. It's genuine. And, uh, and I think fans really see that. Um, and it's just it's so cool. It's really cool what they're doing. Well, I know fans are excited to have you on our podcast here. We've had Brownie on. Obviously, the, the radio guys have done a lot of them. Blummer and I have been involved in now to get you on as well. Hopefully, you'll, we'll get you on a future podcast as well. But until then, yeah. uh, stay safe, Julie. Can't wait to catch up again soon. Same to you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that was awesome. Well, thanks for everybody for listening today. Thank you to Austin Pruitt for joining us a little bit earlier as well. Can't wait to see the Houstonian pitch for the Astros. And uh, everybody stay safe. We're going to get through this together. And hopefully you'll see Julia, myself, and Blummer on a telecast in the not too distant future. See you later! Houston, we know these are uncertain and unprecedented times, but we will get through this. We will get through this together. Together. It is important that we all take the necessary steps to ensure safety of our loved ones and our community. You're the best fans in baseball. The best. And we love you. We love you. Baseball will be back. And we cannot wait to see you. Stay safe, Houston. For the H. It's for the H.
whether it's at the ballpark or at home. That ball's smoked to center field. That is gone. A go-ahead two-run home run for Correa. Justin Verlander, another exclamation point in a Hall of Fame career. Big moments can happen. Anywhere. Anywhere. Thanks to all the frontline workers. Thanks to those sacrificing now. Soon we can cheer together. Together. Stay safe, Houston.